What's up, you guys? It's 7 p.m. It's midnight. It's 8 a.m. It's 6 p.m. It's 4 p.m. And as always, it's anytime, everywhere. And uh, it's Christmas Eve today. It is one of the most magical nights of the year. And I'm not going to talk about Christmas Eve. I'm going to talk about Sprunk because I just like to ruin everything. I will come back to Christmas Eve. I just wanted to point out really quickly because I've been asked just a little bit about the types of energy drinks that I drink, mainly by my coworkers at my new Wawa, uh, because I call it Sprunk, and they're like, what's Sprunk? And I'm like, oh, that's just what we call it in my old store, blah, blah, blah. That's the name it has, just because I don't want to say Red Bull Rockstar Nos Monster, whatever. So I just say Sprunk, and that encompasses everything. I ask you, do you want a Sprunk? Or do you want an energy drink? They're like, what kind? Doesn't matter what kind. Well, which ones do you like? Well, so today I'll talk about which ones I like. Now, it's not going to be entirely an all-encompassing list. There's going to be some brands I don't like at all. Jocko, Celsius, looking at you. Some that I haven't tried. Full Throttle, Amp, G-Shock, whatever. So I'm just going to talk about ones that I have tried and have enjoyed. I will say, by the way, A-Shock, horrible drink. But the watermelon one is average. <laughs> now, these are in no particular order, all right? None go now, Monster is my favorite brand, and that one's somewhere in the middle of this list. So, this is in no particular order. Rain, which is actually owned by Monster. Favorite flavor from them right now, Orange Dreamsicle, which Monster actually kind of took the exact same flavor and made it, and it's just as good. But it's Rain's flavor, so I'll give it to them. Orange Dreamsicle. Bang. I've been drinking a lot more Bang recently because just Wawa coworkers really like that for some reason. I really like two flavors that we don't even sell at Wawa. Key Lime and Birthday Cake. And a lot of people are like, birthday cake is weird because it's like, that doesn't belong as a carbonated beverage. I also tell people at Wawa, we do sell this one, the chocolate one. Like, listen, if you like the birthday cake, you like chocolate. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand. Peach mango is also not bad. But no, key lime and the birthday cake. Neither one is sold at Wawa. Monster. There's two flavors. I, I mean, I love all the monster flavors. Ultraviolet is awesome. Paradise is awesome. The spicy orange juice is awesome. Pacific Punch is awesome. But there's two flavors that really have my heart. That old black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. No, not the Ultra Reserve Pineapple, which the can is black and yellow, although that flavor is amazing. No, the Ultra Black, which is like black cherry. That was actually the first energy drink I ever had. Uh, April 9th, 2016. Yeah, I've been drinking the Sprunk for six years now, and I'm surprisingly still alive. Everybody keeps saying it's going to kill me. But anyways, Ultra Black. Love that flavor. It's sticky. It's sweet. It's such a good flavor. And Ultra Citron, which uh, came out in 2017, discontinued in 2017. You can still find it overseas in Europe, some places. That flavor was the spiciest lemonade I've ever had. It was amazing. And a fun little story. There was actually a police officer one time that bought me a couple of cans. I was out with my mother. I, I don't know. He just gets doing his good deed of the day. But he bought me a couple of cans of Ultra Citron. I'll never forget that. Shout out to that dude. Red Bull. Uh, the coconut flavor in the white can and the peach nectarine are my favorite all year round permanent lineup. And then the peach apricot from this summer edition was amazing. And it may make it to the permanent permanent lineup, but we're not sure. Rockstar, the red, like the fruit punch one, that is the best one, 100% hands down. I haven't had too many Rockstar because the last place that they were in abundance was at my college because it was a Pepsi school, so they carried Rockstar instead of Monster. 
But Wawa's only got the original and the fruit punch. But still, that fruit punch stands out. That's the OG right there. Uh, then there is the the one called Triton at 7-Eleven. I know I shouldn't talk about 7-Eleven, but the OG blue can and the, and the green one, I think it's like lime or something. Those two flavors are awesome. But I don't really get them too much because 7-Eleven, Wawa, you know. C4, the pink Starburst, cannot be beat. I used to really love the Freedom Ice, but Starburst absolutely kills it. Venom, which you can find like the not as high quality gas stations, dollar energy drink. Find in some Walmarts too. The original one, which kind of tastes like a knockoff of the original Monster, and the Black Cherry Kiwi. It's got that same thickness to it as the Black Cherry Ultra Black Monster. So it's a nice, and it's got that sweet kiwiness to it as well. It's just high quality flavor. And then NOS, the, uh, the Black NOS, which I think has since been discontinued. It was like um, Fruit Punch. Funny story, that and the Orange Dreamsicle, I both got to try because at the time, Wawa stopped selling them. This was years ago. And I got to take a couple cans of each of them home. Shout out, Wawa. Thank you. Got to try two of my favorite energy drink flavors. Also, the Purple Nos, the GT Grape, again, has that same thickness like the Venom Black Cherry, the Monster Ultra Black. This this uh, Nos GT Grape kind of tastes like cough syrup, but better. So, yeah, if you ever see any of those cans of Sprunk anywhere, a lot of these you can't even find in stores too often, but those are some good, good flavors, let me tell you. Now, in all seriousness, taking wasting time talking about energy drinks, four years ago today was also Christmas Eve, but it was also the day that I set out on a trip that literally changed my life. Many of you know, I went to Seattle. I went by myself. I didn't tell my family. Kind of hid everything from them. I said, let me go to the farthest away place that I can while still being in the United States. I live in South Florida, southeast corner in the Tri-County area. Literally, there is not really a longer straight line distance in continental America than you can get from Seattle, Washington down to here in South Florida. So I went there. That wasn't the only reason I went. I also went, like I told you guys, because I couldn't get a hotel in New York because I was under 21. I wanted to go to New York City, see snow, blah, blah, blah. Turns out there was a blizzard two days after I left Seattle. This year, it's already snowing there in Seattle. I got robbed multiple times. But I want to talk about, for the next couple of days, I want to do my trip on, like, the day-by-day. -day. So, I'll tell you today what happened on Christmas Eve, tomorrow I'll tell you what happened on Christmas, etc., etc., so I just want to break some of that stuff down. And this was one of the most important parts of the trip because, well, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. So you all know I went there because I was big into coffee and I wanted to study coffee and it's the coffee center of the world, blah, 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 blah. So I woke up early. I got dressed in a suit and tie for some reason. And I put on what I called the rug, which was this big bulky overcoat. My friend Chase took me to the airport took a picture of the plane it's a delta flight and then i i'm looking back at the photo library i took some pictures out the window and blah, blah, blah. i'll come back to the flight in a minute because that was a, one of the reasons it was a big thing but i got off the flight i took one of those little buses things to my hotel that i was staying at it was called the college inn it was this little shack it was an inn and pub in uh the u district uh, the university of washington in it was north of Union Lake, so like northern Seattle. 
And I checked in there. I had a nice quaint little room. It's just a bed and a sink. It's a shared bathroom down the hall, kind of like old-fashioned college dorms. I found out later that the building was actually in the National Registry of Historic Buildings. So that was also pretty cool. It's one of the oldest freestanding structures in Seattle. I think it was built in like 1910. I could Google it, but I'm not going to do that. It's It was a nice little room. I'm looking at a picture of it now. And I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe over the next couple of days what it felt like being there. It's been so long ago myself. And just I'm going to forget little things and be like, oh, I remember this. and Oh, I remember that. It was all I could say is magical over and over. It's Christmas Eve. I'm on the other side of the United States for the first time. It's my first time going in a plane since I was five years old. It was just, everything was amazing. But then I got hungry, and now it's 11 o'clock at night, and it's Christmas Eve, and there's nothing open. There is one place open, and I walked to it, and it was uh, it was like a Euro place, obviously. like Pretty much that and Chinese places are the only places that are open on Christmas Eve. So I went down, walked over there, and I had some Euros and fries, some wonderful greasy food Christmas Eve and in an unfamiliar place and it just felt so wholesome and nice and stuff I don't know I'm getting all upset again and when now the flight was the biggest thing there wasn't too much that really happened on Christmas Eve basically I flew to Seattle checked into my hotel got some food went to bed tomorrow was the exploring day but the flight ended up being one of the biggest things, even to this day. So, I got a window seat, and while we're flying, obviously, got some beautiful views. I got some beautiful pictures of flying over downtown Seattle at night from out the window. Uh, there was also, it was a connecting flight. There were two flights, but both flights I got the window seat because I'm getting the window seat. Uh, there were also the little screens in the headrests so you can track the plane's progress. And on a moving map. <laughs> and it's like having four flight before I knew what four flight even was. All of that stuff together kind of made me want to fly. I really, I cannot stress enough how much I enjoyed being in the plane. I came back from that this trip changed. Like I told you, this trip was responsible for me becoming a pilot. Now, a lot of people will be like, what? Did you visit the Boeing factory in Seattle? Did you go to Boeing Field? Did you go to the Aviation Museum? Did you go to... No. I just took a flight on an airplane for the first time since I was five years old. That was it. That was the that was the whole reason. And it just happened to be Seattle. I was going to do coffee. And I just really enjoyed being in a plane. And I said, I want to be up there myself. So this might sound like some craziness. That just this routine flight on an otherwise uneventful day ended up changing my life. I'm looking back at this literally four years later now to the day, just like, wow. To add to this, this was officially, I believe, the beginning of my blog. I wrote some stuff on the plane on my Chromebook, which that was the one part of this blog that didn't age well, saying Chromebooks are going to take over the world. No, they didn't. Uh, I don't know how much of this, I'm going to just go through it and, and read some of what I wrote. And it starts with, aside from pointing out the fact that it was written December 24th, 2018, four years ago to today. I was, was 37,000 37, feet in the, in the air, air and you'd think, think I would, I would be, scared, be scared, but no. no.
On the contrary, it was on that day I realized that I am truly an adrenaline junkie, taking pleasure in the sight of the ground disappearing, the feeling of weightlessness, and the jostling of turbulence. Imagining myself skydiving, visiting all the beautiful places that exist, it made me tingle with excitement. Yeah, my ears felt weird, but my heart was flying higher than any commercial aircraft ever could. Now that's sappy as heck, I know, but that's how I, that is the closest way to say how I felt in the plane. Then I wrote, I was talking about getting coffee on the flight, because of course at the time I loved coffee. I was like, I'm excited. I went on the trip to relax, and I wrote as much, to relax, disconnect from technology. I actually, and I wrote this later, and I'm not going to read the whole part, but I was talking to this girl on one of the flights who was also unplugged, and you know, it was just the two of us talking, and everybody else in the plane had something plugged in. I went on the trip to disconnect and just really enjoy travel and, and the beautiful sights there are to see, and airplanes apparently, and it was just... Again, it was magical. That is the word of the day. And then I wrote, addition. I love seeing and having data, like statistics or this flight info, which to this day is still true. And I was telling one of my coworkers that the other day, one of the reasons I like doing the truck at Wawa, or like working the register or checking in vendors, I like the counting and the organization and the logistics. And then I wrote a sentence, and I was reading it to my dad earlier, I think after this trip, I will take up an actual blog. And I did! And start dedicating more time to writing and coffee. And I did! Also, maybe in addition to learning to ride a motorcycle. And I did! I will learn to fly. And I did! Everything I wrote in that little paragraph of one sentence, two sentences, I did. I wrote this four years ago, and I, I did predict the future, kind of. I got focused on this flight, and that's why I say it. That flight absolutely changed my life. It, it really, and then I wrote some stuff about TSA throwing out my energy drink, <laughs> which is why I was drinking coffee, because she tossed my sprunk and snow. And this, so the first half of this, the wow part to me, was that I predict the future. That was on the first flight. The second flight, I got another wow, and it was not necessarily the past, but it was a perspective thing. So here we go, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, past, present, and future, all the ghosts. Wow, wow. It's, it's only, only just, just dawning, dawning on me, me that it's, it's Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Christmas. Wow. wow. Also, also, all those years, years that I went outside, outside as a child and looked for Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, and my mom would tell me the lights of planes were Rudolph and Company, I'm realizing that I am Santa to some kids now. It kind of puts the world in perspective. So, you know, most of us go outside and look for Santa as a kid, and our parents, they go, oh, see the blinking light over there? And it's usually an airliner. And so, sitting up there in the plane over downtown Seattle, I was, I was thinking, wow, there's probably kids right now looking up, and they're looking at me and thinking it's Santa Claus. Again, my past getting redefined in the present, that realization led me to predicting and deciding my own future. We really took the ghosts of Christmas Eve and Charles Dickens writing and just, we made a 21st century version there. It has been four years and I will probably continue to say that uh, that, that night was 
probably the one of the most important in my entire life. And, you know, hopefully now you guys can take something away from that. And, you know, I hope your Christmas Eve lets something just as magical happen to you. So that you can call this the most important night of your entire life. Until then, happy Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.